0: Monday, May 29th. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. We're in the midst of one of the most fascinating weather patterns for those that are that have an interest in summer heat and the way that the solar insulation works on planet Earth, which is something very spectacular. A very interesting situation with the sun, places which get the strongest and most direct sunlight in the summertime. Those are not the places which are receiving the most solar insulation, especially around June 21st. It actually is the North Pole that's receiving the most solar insulation around June 21st, and that's due to the very, very long days. A very spectacular setup. Uh, That changes, however. It's not true for the whole summer. There is an area, you know, there's the solar insulation increases as you go up in latitude, but only to about 44 degrees north latitude or so. Then it goes way down, but then it starts to go up again as you approach the Arctic Circle. So it's something fascinating, and you could see the atmosphere reflect this in terms of the air temperatures. The temperatures right now, actually, it's all about cloud cover. The areas which are receiving the clouds, the areas in the south, we have rain over Texas. We have a a widespread storm system over in the southeast portions of the United States. That's keeping things really cool down there. Something which is extra fascinating on the weather map today and for this week is the fact that much of the country will be receiving northeast winds and east winds and southeast winds due to a strong high-pressure system off in the New England area. This is what's going to be bringing the warm air even into Arkansas. It's the strong high-pressure in New England with its northeast winds, its east winds, and its southeast winds. In fact, different cities will be having different wind directions, but it's all a result of this high-pressure system in the New England area, bringing temperatures going well into the 80s and eventually going into the 90s. This is something which resembles more of a desert southwest weather pattern. This is something which you would see in the desert southwest, the northeast winds. In fact, in Los Angeles, they're called Santa Ana winds. Those are the winds which bring in hot, dry air into the region. This is something that usually does not happen here in the Midwest. In fact, in the Great Lakes, it's super fascinating. This Great Lakes area will be seeing the same thing. You go into Wisconsin, temperatures going into the upper 80s and low 90s, despite the fact that a freezing cold lake, Lake Michigan, which has water temperatures, you know, they're going up into the 50s by the Chicago shore. But we have water temperatures. The last I checked, we still have water temperatures down at 39. That was a week ago. I would imagine that they've risen by now. But you have really cold lake water temperatures and you have winds coming off the lake. This time around, the winds are coming off the lake, but only the immediate lakeside areas are getting cold because of those winds. Right when you go a few miles inland, the heat starts building up and it's heat. Temperatures in Green Bay, Wisconsin, temperatures going into the upper 80s, perhaps even low 90s. And it's the St. Louis National Weather Service that explains this so well. The following comes from the St. Louis National Weather Service, Monday, Memorial Day, May 29th, 2023. Oh, this is the whole thing over here. This is unbelievable. And toward the end of the week, extended model guidance suggests that high pressure will expand across the Great Lakes and into the Mississippi Valley region. This will spread easterly low-level flow into the area. While typically easterly flow is accompanied by cooler temperatures, the persistence of a 585-plus decimeter 500 mb ridge across the upper great lakes will mean that the air spreading into the area from the east is likely to be slightly warmer and drier than the air mass it will be replacing in addition it will continue our extended warming trend into the weekend precipitation chances are less certain but ensemble favor a slight reduction in precipitation chances towards the end of the weekend and into early next week currently have a severe thunderstorm watch which is in effect from parts of Nebraska even some areas in Colorado these severe thunderstorms as of an hour ago were producing 70 mile-per-hour wind gusts along with large hail roads were becoming slush covered the National Weather Service in Cheyenne Wyoming has warned residents to drive as if the the same way they would drive in snow unbelievable they said do not stop suddenly the hail is becoming deep this is really Incredible stuff. Uh, we're gonna. This is even before the watch was issued. There were a couple of warnings issued. We have golf ball size hail, which already fell in some of these counties. In the actually, this was issued by both the Rapid City, South Dakota National Weather Service service, and the Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, the Nor- the Storm Prediction Center in Norman, Oklahoma, however, is only with the watch has only included counties in Nebraska, with three counties in Colorado as well. We also have an air quality alert, which is in effect for the St. Louis area and for the Chicago area due to high ozone. For the St. Louis area, it's been in effect already for the past couple of days. Chicago, it's something new. It just went into effect a couple hours ago, and we also have many other locations as well included in that. This is in effect due to high ozone and uh, air particulates, And they are telling people that active children could be affected along with those who have asthma and other things similar to that. We have currently, we mentioned there's a heavy rain system in the southeast portions of this country. We also have another low pressure system taking place in the desert southwest. We have warm and humid conditions taking place across the plains that's providing the fuel for the thunderstorms. That's the result of a south flow actually coming from the Gulf of Mexico producing the higher humidity. That south flow actually will be moving over to the Midwest over the next couple of days but the east and northeast flow will then take over. So the east-northeast flow is over many locations right now as we speak. It's still producing very warm weather. The more southerly winds will come in for some areas in the Midwest as we go through in the week, producing higher dew points according to some computer models. Like the Icon computer model, which is the German model, uh, or it might be the Switzerland, I'm not sure. Uh, that tends to be extremely accurate with temperatures and perhaps with dew points as well. So they're forecasting temperatures and dew points in some locations to go into the low to mid-60s on the Iowa-Illinois border. Uh, that would be the dew points with temperatures going into the upper 80s and low 90s. The European computer model, however, is showing temperatures significantly hotter than that for a place like Burlington, Iowa and Davenport, Iowa, if that's 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 how you pronounce it, I'm not sure. It's right on the border of Illinois and Iowa towards the Missouri area where temperatures are forecasted to go into the upper 90s according to the European computer model for a couple days this week. In fact, seven consecutive days with temperatures in the lower to upper 90s is expected for some of those counties according to the European computer model. The reason why the European computer model has temperatures getting so hot is because they have the dew points so low. Other computer models show lower temperatures but higher dew points. So we have this, that's the situation. It really doesn't seem like it's going to be anywhere close to, it's not like heat advisory criteria or anything like that, at least in this country. Environmental Canada, as we've mentioned previously, they have lower standards for issuing a heat advisory. It just has to be 30 degrees Celsius or higher. So there's likely going to be places in Canada that w- will be under in, in, uh, some type of a heat advisory. The Minneapolis-Minnesota National Weather Service has has worded their forecast discussion uh, in a way that tells you very clear that we're headed straight into the summer season head first with not just the summer heat, but also an extended spell of summer heat, nothing dangerous, but just great swimming weather as temperatures hit to go into the low 90s for a couple days over there, but even more than a couple of days, when you consider the days where temperatures are from the mid 80s to low 90s, you have several days of that, and we have a very nice warm air mass here in the Midwest, and everyone, I. Everyone enjoy, the Chicagoans may not be getting it, unfortunately, at least if you're in the Lincoln Park Zoo, perhaps the Brookfield Zoo, they might be getting it because they're further inland. So places further inland, the Chicago National Weather Service says temperatures will be going into the 90s, but closer to the lake, you can see... The computer models keep those temperatures in the 70s, and if you look in the windy.com app, you'll see that the lake water temperatures seem to be in the 50s on the Chicago shoreline with a minimal lake water temperature of 41 degrees well out into the lake. The warmest lake water temperatures, according to the app, if this is accurate, is actually by the Green Bay, Wisconsin area and along the Chicago shore. Wish everybody a great Memorial Day and have a wonderful week. Sunday, May 28th, 2023. We have a very fascinating weather map this week, and a person could really spend hours just looking at it, and there's not much time, so this is just going to be a start. Uh, maybe there'll be another podcast, another episode given later on to continue what's going on here in the Midwest. We have temperatures are really going to go way, way up this week in places such all over the place, really in the Midwest, the middle part of the country. I should say the middle part of the North American continent because it's not just the United States. These warm temperatures are going all the way up into Canada. In fact, as we speak, temperatures are 88 or very close to 88 degrees in Winnipeg, Canada right now. Temperatures going into the mid to upper 80s, way up into the upper latitudes, 56 degrees north latitude, even further north than that. This whole week, temperatures and the dew points are also going to go up. Finally, by Thursday, the dew points will go up even up north in Canada. Even before then, you'll see dew points going up mainly in Canada, actually. That's really where the dew points start to go up. We're going to be seeing very dry air here in the Midwest, and that's going to be responsible for very strong efficiency in heating up those temperatures. Dry grounds, temperatures going well into the 90s. Several days, for at least four consecutive days of temperatures in the 90s. For people who live on the Illinois-Iowa border, temperatures going into the mid-90s. It's an interesting situation. We have the European computer model showing st- uh, solid 90s starting Tuesday already for those areas. The GFS, the National Weather Service model, is not showing anything even close to that. But all forecasters are going, well, at least the ones that I saw, are going with the European computer model temperatures going well into the 90s it, many locations will be seen close to record heat, but not quite record we have the st. Louis area but for st. Louis it's just almost a classic situation it's above normal normal highs are in the low 80s this time of the year but temperatures going into the upper 80s there will be a little bit more humidity over there just a little bit and that's going to keep those temperatures down there also might be some clouds you know there's a tropical storm That is a storm system that might become tropical for a short period of time off the east coast. And that's going to spread lots of clouds and rain to the mid-Atlantic area, keeping those temperatures down. What's very unique about this weather map and the setup for this week's heat is that the winds are not going to be out of the southwest. The winds will be out of the southeast. So... This has tremendous significance, especially for Chicago, because there might be a lake component to the wind every single day of this heat, which could mean that Chicago might not get any of it. You know, places well inland in the Chicago metropolitan area, like Kankakee, will likely see temperatures mid to upper 80s. The National Weather Service for Chicago is saying temperatures well inland going into the mid 90s. They're saying that it's a good chance because of the dry air, temperatures could go into the mid-90s. The peak of the heat is in western Illinois, eastern Iowa, right along the Illinois-Iowa border. That's the peak. It's not the places further south. It's Then you, temperatures kind of go down, but not that much. Low 90s expected up in the northern parts of Wisconsin. What's totally amazing is that we have a southeast wind, but you still have these cities which have a lake to the southeast of the city up north. Temperatures are still forecasted to get into the upper 80s and low 90s, even up there. Chicago is not, you know, especially when you get close to the lake, but it could be, you know, it's very hard to forecast those things. But a southeast wind, usually it's always southwest. And that's probably because of the low pressure off the east coast. Usually, what brings in our heat and humidity, especially by the month of June, is the Bermuda high pressure. It all originates with the Bermuda high, high pressure that situates itself off the southeast portions of the United States. It brings a south-southwest flow across a large part of the country. This includes Baltimore and many, many cities get hit at the exact same time and actually it no longer becomes a west-to-east weather map, believe it or not, there's a period of time in the year where it's actually a south-to-north weather map or a north-to-south. That's when the jet stream weakens a lot. This time of the year, you go into the summer months, and then it all becomes where is the Bermuda High, and then there's an extension of the Bermuda High that usually develops over in the mid-part of the country around the Texas area. So we don't have that right now. In fact, what's going on in the southeast part of the country is not a clockwise wind. That's what would be happening with the Bermuda High, we have a counterclockwise, so the entire air mass, all of it, is coming from elsewhere, so we don 't have that the air coming over the Gulf of Mexico moving up north it 's just an area right in the middle part of the country. Temperature is going way up in New Orleans, Louisiana because it 's going to be really dry until finally the high humidity moves in by Thursday. I know there's a lot more to say, and it's a very fascinating weather map because it's unique because of the southeast winds and, and the dryness of the air. And what's also unique is just the way it's not uniform. It's going from, you know, you have heat a little bit of some peak heating down south. Temperatures generally, though, remain in the upper 80s. Then temperatures soar up into the mid-90s around the Illinois, Iowa area. Temperatures kind of drop a little bit, upper 80s, low 90s. But And also with the dew points, you have the dew points kind of drop. They stay like in the mid-60s on the Gulf Coast. They drop into the mid or upper 50s around the western Illinois, eastern Iowa area, which is actually in the Midwest Corn Belt. Kind of strange for it to drop over there. And then the dew points, start to go back up as you head into canada dew points go up into the mid 60s and we have places which are going to officially be humid all the way up in canada so a very unique weather map and there's probably you could find these types of situations, you know, it's not just one thing unique, it's a whole domino effect, and to figure out all of the dominoes uh, we only got to maybe the third domino, and there's probably many, many more, which perhaps if there's time, we will have another episode on that, and if there's not time uh, we also might might have an episode on that, so um, anyways for now, people who love the summer can prepare for a week starting as early as tuesday already for places in iowa and eventually moving covering by thursday it's solid on thursday you have temperatures in the 90s upper 80s and 90s over a very large portion of the area the environmental canada it is starts issuing heat advisories when the temperature is 30 degrees celsius or higher which is 86 degrees fahrenheit so you're going to have a lot of places in canada under a heat advisory it's this part of the country it's called a rex block weather pattern although that Part patterns breaking down, uh, and that's when we start to get the heat actually. So it's not the Pacific Northwest really, it's right around here. Indications are, according to long term weather forecasters, I think this came from the St. Louis National Weather Services, that we return to a below normal weather pattern for next week. And again, none of this might be felt in the Chicago area because these are southeast winds. So, uh, But very close to Chicago, we will be seeing some serious summer heat. And perhaps at times, perhaps in Chicago, uh, perhaps. Anyways, I wish everyone a great week. Enjoy. It's dry again. So enjoy the outdoor. Enthusiasts will love it. The farmers. It's even good there's even some good that comes out of it for farmers, but realize we are in the beginning stage of a drought here in the Midwest. in segment Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. This segment is a rough draft. We discuss with more clarity and reiterate that As the winds become northeast over the next couple of days, the air will be drier and skies will be sunny. High solar insulation, temperatures will actually become warmer during this period. Very unusual for here in the Midwest. We also discuss the high solar insulation that will be taking place in the Arctic and how this could very well lead to a 90 degree air mass Headed into the Arctic in about two or three weeks from now. The nation's midsections continues to be influenced under south to southeast winds. In combination with very intense solar insulation, those temperatures are going way up well into the 80s and even the 90s here in the nation's midsections. Usually these types of winds do not bring in such heat. This is especially noticeable in cities like Chicago, Illinois, which almost always get in on the action for heat since when all is said and done, winds eventually become southwest in almost all heat waves. This is the exception. In fact, not only are the winds not going to turn southwest, we're actually going to do something that we've almost never done before winds are going to start to become north more from the east and then northeast and temperatures are just going to get hotter as it does so that's due to the intense solar insulation this time of the year combined with the lower dew points that northeast winds are associated with and you have to add that we have clear skies So the sunshine is tremendous. You know, usually this time of the year, we don't really get to reap the full benefits of the solar insulation due to lots of clouds. So you need the south winds a lot of times to bring in the heat. This year, just the clouds are gone in the nation's midsection. We have lots of sun. And this is especially true over the Ohio Valley and the Great Lakes area. It seems like things are a little bit further east than usual. The plains actually are getting the humidity, and that's where all the thunderstorm development has been over the past couple of days. The temperatures are lower due to the humidity, and we have a developing drought taking place over the Midwest. You know, the developing drought is really over the Illinois in eastern portions of Iowa going eastward. This includes portions of Indiana, and these conditions are expected to continue regardless as to where these air masses are coming from. No rain is in the forecast for at least no widespread rain, and maybe even no rain at all in the forecast for Indiana and surrounding states continuing to the north of Indiana as well temperatures going well into the 90s eventually by Friday once those winds become northeast that's when the real heat starts to come on we have June sunshine which is the strongest month of the year Sun doesn't get any stronger than June a uh, June sunshine and in fact if you look at some of the computer models you know going out two weeks out we have a 90 degree air mass headed straight for the arctic this is two weeks from thursday night i know it's a far way out but this is something to monitor the reason for it is due to the intense solar insulation you know whenever you get into the 90s in june in the arctic sometimes people will say and scientists will say meteorologists will say that the warmest month of the year is july but when dealing with extreme heat, that's most likely to happen in a different month. So I think, I I wonder whether that's true for the Arctic, whether you could say July is, on average, July is going to be the warmest month. But in regards to extreme heat, if there is extreme heat, that's most likely to happen in June. That's what it seems like to me. In fact, even the end of May, We've been getting some really hot temperatures occasionally up there at the end of May through June. You know, the July thing, it has not been so noticeable at least. But the solar insulation is super high up there in the month of June, super high. It reaches levels that no other city in the world even comes close. In regards to the units that they measure the intensity of the sun, June 21st in the North Pole, I believe it's about 550 or very close to 550. Whereas, you know, places at the lower latitudes are closer to 450. And these are in some of the hottest places in the world, you're dealing with 450, and at the North Pole, their solar insulation, the units are up at 550, and the way it works towards the end of June is super fascinating. It's, you actually have two peaks of intensity in regards to these units of solar insulation. It's not the length of the day, and it's not the strength of the sun alone that defines the solar insulation, rather there's a combination and it actually reaches its peak somewhere between 36 degrees north latitude and 44 degrees north latitude during the months of June and July. That's not the real peak, that's the second peak. As you get closer to June 21st, you get closer to 44 degrees north latitude. And as you get closer to July 21st or May 21st, it's closer to 36 degrees north latitude. Something like that. I tried to figure it out about a year ago. But the real peak actually, so after you get to 44 degrees north latitude, it starts to go down. But then as you approach the Arctic Circle, towards mid-June and late June, it goes way up, and at the North Pole, it's 550 around June 21st, and then it goes down immediately. So, but it remains, the North Pole remains the king for solar insulation for a period of time around June 21st, and even as it gets removed from its status of king, it still has tropical sunshine in regards to solar insulation for quite a while afterwards at least a month afterwards the thing about this is that you need to have clear skies all day in order to take full advantage of the solar insulation because it's not due to the Sun's intensity it's due to the fact that the Sun never sets and The sun is a little bit high in the sky. It's, once you hit the end of July and August, even though the sun never sets, but the sun is so low in the sky, you're already really losing a lot of the solar insulation. So if you have clouds out, that's a big problem for those areas. Okay, so we're gonna call it a day for today and realize we have many places going into the upper 80s to mid 90s this weekend. There might even be some locations to get into the upper 90s. You know, when this type of extreme dry heat hits regions, you're going to have isolated spots that are going to hit 100 degrees here in the Midwest. And we're referring to Illinois, eastern Iowa. Eastern Iowa going into Illinois, Indiana, all around the Great Lakes, really. Um, Michigan, Wisconsin, all of these states have a developing drought. And the concerning part to this is, first of all, it's along the Midwest Corn Belt. And secondly, we had a dust storm earlier this year. That was perhaps the very beginning stages of a drought. And but as this becomes more established, we might see more of that. So those are some of the concerns. I wish everyone a great day, enjoy the warmth. I do not believe we have any dangerous heat. We don't have any widespread dangerous heat. There could be some localized areas that may approach 100 degrees this weekend. I I, I personally believe that based upon various computer models, but I do not think this is anything widespread. And due to the dryness of the air, the heat indices will actually be lower than the temperatures and the winds will be light. The following is just to look at some rough numbers to have a clear idea of what the solar insulation is like by the North Pole and the difference between there and Honolulu, Hawaii, which is a tropical area, which basically is receiving the most direct sun on June 20th. It's almost Honolulu, Hawaii, and you get a clear idea of the intensity of the sun by the North Pole. Again, this is provided that the skies are clear over there. Just to give you a rough draft on the types of numbers that we're speaking about, so Honolulu, Hawaii, the units are 466 in regards to solar insulation on June 20th. The Arctic Circle is 486 and the North Pole is 526, but here's the thing, realize that the numbers of 466 in Honolulu, Hawaii actually go up. They go up and reach their peak around 44 degrees north latitude or so, and then they start to go down, and then they start to go up again around the Arctic Circle. Uh, um, The Arctic Circle, again, has 486, the north pole 526. The other thing is that realize that the skies only have to be clear for a few hours in Honolulu, Hawaii in order to receive all of these benefits because the day is significantly shorter, whereas in the Arctic, the sky has to be clear for basically the entire day. So in reality, practically speaking, well, we know that the practically speaking, the desert southwest is going to end up with the most solar insulation. That's just because they have clear skies. But if... You have a situation where you have a dome of heat up north where there's clear skies. That's going to be the place which will actually have the most solar insulation. And therefore, in theory, that could be the place which would end up being the hottest. Assuming the grounds are no longer frozen. And it's away from any body of water. You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. Following the winter storm watch in effect from the Omaha, Nebraska National Weather Service, several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. (gasps) People were reporting frost quakes. These are earthquake-like tremors. We have a powerhouse typhoon which has developed off in the Pacific Ocean. A big shocker to many of you. We have parts of the world that are so hot right now. Temperatures are expected to go into the low 130s. Recorded temperatures during heat bursts have reached well above 104 degrees. It's a rare atmospheric phenomenon. We're going from one extreme to the next extreme of snow are falling in japan oh my god. just google weather with enthusiasm and they're all gonna come up for thunder and for lightning and the rainbow in the sky for mountains and for oceans or a river running by